Hello and welcome to Hudson La Liga and Copa del Rey. We have again Copa del Rey and La Liga in this uh, midweek in Spain. So let's analyze all the games. We have Athletic Barcelona, for instance, Real Sociedad Atletico. Very good games with Álvaro Romeo. Let me know also what you think in the comment sections. And don't forget, press the like button and subscribe to our channel. And now let's go on with the show. More football in Spain after the Spanish Super Cup and we have uh, three games of Copa del Rey, very good ones actually, and La Liga is back and Álvaro is back. How are you, Álvaro? Very well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here, Edu. Uh, we had a very interesting weekend in Spain with the Super Cup, Copa del Rey and La Liga. So let's start with the three games we have of uh, Copa del Rey with the teams that played the Super Cup and On Wednesday, we have a very good one, Real Sociedad, Atlético de Madrid. Álvaro, this is a test, major test for Atlético de Madrid. KO in the semifinals of the Spanish Super Cup against Athletic. They are bad in La Liga. So, the Copa del Rey is a way to get a title or at least get uh, close to touch silverware. But be careful, it won't be easy to win in Anoeta for sure. No, definitely. Um... I think that uh, Real Sociedad and Atlético de Madrid at uh, Anoeta, Real Arena, they produce very good games, uh, generally since Simeone's arrival in Spain. Real Sociedad has beaten Atlético de Madrid four times and Atlético has won six games, but they never draw with each other, which tells you that it's been always like a, at least a quite, quite a competitive game and a nice game and a difficult ground to go to uh, for Atlético de Madrid. And Real Sociedad, I think that in the same way that Atlético de Madrid eyes this competition as a way to you know, to win silverware. Well, Real Sociedad probably too, because they won the title last year, even though it counts like a Copa del Rey 2020 winners, but they won it last year against Athletic de Bilbao in the final. So Real Sociedad are not the current holders, but uh, we can say in a, that in a some sort of way they are, because uh, 12 months ago or 10 months ago, they won the Spanish Cup. Uh, Real Sociedad beat Leganés in the previous round. Atletico beat uh, Majada Onda. Uh, and uh, Rayo Majadahonda, and I think that the difference between Real Sociedad and Atletico right now is that Real Sociedad is going to be very rested for this game, because the last game they played was on Saturday, the 8th of January, so they will rest around 10 days for this game, which is going to help them a lot, because they had a very tough calendar in the first half of the season, playing in the Europa League as well. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like Isaac... Uh, their best scorer or their best striker is not going to be ready for this game but who knows, maybe in the last minute he manages to get his fitness back and he can play. When it comes to Atletico well, uh, they are a tragedy right now they considered a lot of goals this season uh, Simeone hasn't found his lineup, I believe that the defenders are not making the difference the attacking, the attacking uh, players either and uh, just a few numbers here, I mean they have considered 24 goals in the league two goals in the Super Cup and eight goals in the Champions League. They have considered 34 goals already in 28 games. So it is a very bad season defensively for Atletico de Madrid. Simeone knows that and I am sure that he's going to do his best to get Atletico to their defensive best. But this is not so easy and they are playing against Real Sociedad, the very fine side of La Liga, who will be fighting to qualify for Europe this season. So uh, I think that... Uh, both teams to score is my favorite market here, 195. I'm not going to say who's going to go through. Um, 
because I believe that this game is very contested, but the goals market is something that I see happening. So as I said again, both teams to score, 195. And if you want a little bit of a marginal win, but maybe safer money, you can go for the over two goals. That pays 170. Atletico, they are under criticism, losing in the Super Cup, very bad in La Liga. They are in a really rough patch. If someone believes that Real Sociedad can go through, uh, Asian Handicap Zero for Real Sociedad, odds 2.16. So if there is a draw and they go to extra time, you have your money back, but we have good odds uh, to back Real Sociedad. You mentioned that Atletico de Madrid is going to be a bit tired after playing in, Ara in Saudi Arabia. Also Real Madrid, of course, they had to play extra time against Barcelona. They played the final, they won against Athletic, so the good news for them, Álvaro, is that they will be, of course, happy, the morale will be high. And they travel to Elche, be careful, because since they changed the manager with Francisco, they are way better, as they showed also this weekend. They played a La Liga game against Villarreal and they won. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let me tell you a little bit about Elche's improvement with Francisco. It is very remarkable. Since the manager arrived, they got 10 points out of 18 with Francisco. I know that we are talking cup football here, but I think that their league form can be extrapolable to, to, to Copa del Rey as well. Uh, and in the last three games in La Liga, they got seven points, beating Espanol, beating... Um, they, they also drew with Granada, meaning that with the direct rivals, they are doing the job. And uh, in the last uh, three games in La Liga, they haven't conceded a goal from open play, uh, which is very remarkable, really, because Elche looked doomed to me like two, three months ago. And um, after beating Villarreal this weekend, Unai Emery um, praised a lot Elche, saying that Elche had deactivated their game. Uh, it's not easy to deactivate Villarreal's game at the minute. Uh, Villarreal was a team that uh, was rocketing up and Elche managed to beat them. So very good uh, for them. But coming into this game, well, I think Real Madrid uh, is a different proposition. Real Madrid is in a top form. Uh, they are making a difference in every single department, uh, starting by the goalkeeper, who saved a penalty to Raul García, uh, following by Vinicius and Benzema up front, scoring the goals. Then I do believe that the midfield is working wonders as well, and the defense is very solid. Uh, and uh, on top of that, uh, Real Madrid has the sense of uh, professionalism and the sense of opportunity. I think that uh, Carlo Ancelotti uh, has uh, instilled this in the squad. I think that with Zidane, Real Madrid had games in which uh, they were competitive, uh, at least last season, and uh, Carlo Ancelotti has changed that a little bit. And in the cup, um, I would say that Real Madrid under Ancelotti has always been competitive. Ancelotti has always taken this uh, competition seriously. Look, Real Madrid, uh, in the last five or six years, they have been a little bit of a hit and miss in the cup, right? For example, last season they lost to Alcoyano, early in the competition. Uh, in 2019, they lost to Leganés in, in two legs, for example. But with Ancelotti, these things don't tend to happen. With Ancelotti, Real Madrid won the cup once and they got knocked out by Atletico de Madrid in 2015. Meaning that if they get beaten with Ancelotti in the cup, it's just because the opponent is very good. So I'm going to full back Real Madrid here. I know that Real Madrid probably will rotate a little bit, but the rotations of, uh, for example, Fede Valverde or Camavinga or Nacho, or maybe Asensio up front, uh, I'm saying in comparison, 
to the lineup they played against Athletic Club Bilbao, the rotation seems to work. So, uh, I like the Asian handicap minus one for Real Madrid, that pays 196. Uh, and the clean sheet for Real Madrid is also something I do like here because Elche doesn't score a lot of goals, that pays 220. But if you believe that Elche can uh, cause an upset to Real Madrid, well, you can have a look to the double chance market. I don't particularly back it, back it but it pays 248. And the truth is that not under Ancelotti, but historically in the last five years, Real Madrid has been a little bit inconsistent in the cup. So double chance for Elche, 248. I don't back it, but there you go. Yeah, be careful with this game. I think it's very tricky for Real Madrid after winning the trophy. These teams play in La Liga, by the way. Next uh, Sunday, and Real Madrid already suffered in the Martinez Valero in La Liga. They won, but they had a lot of problems. Be careful with this game. Also, very interesting one, the last game in Copa del Rey that we are going to analyze, Athletic Barcelona. We actually saw this game in the final last season, and they were also both playing in the Super Cup. Uh, both, actually, Álvaro, I'm sure they are coming kind of happy to Spain because Athletic, they were able to beat a great rival with Athletic like Atletico de Madrid. They compete in the final, although they lost uh, against a better Real Madrid. And Barcelona, everyone seemed very happy when they lost against Real Madrid because also they were able to compete and uh, put Real Madrid in uh, trouble going into the extra time. It's been an improvement by Barcelona, that's for sure. And uh, some players uh, who were injured or not registered yet uh, are back. And uh, that's very important for Barcelona. I think that the biggest uh, jump forward of Barcelona in the second half of the season is going to be that they will have more uh, options in attack. Uh, Ansu Fati scored against Real Madrid. Uh, this little boy, Ansu Fati, is a kind of a wonder kid when it comes to scoring because this season he has played less than 400 minutes and he's scoring an average of one goal every 90 minutes more or less so it's very impressive by Ansu Fati and also Ferran Torres played I guess that Ferran Torres will be fitter uh, when facing Athletic Club Bilbao than a fitter than, than the form he saw against Real Madrid but generally speaking well there are obviously errors in the Barcelona system uh, there are still uh, you know, uh, anomalies, let's put it that way. In defense, they are not perfect. Uh, they dominate the game, but sometimes that sense of domination is a little bit false in the sense that, for example, against Real Madrid, yes, they dominated, but Real Madrid was not too unhappy to be dominated either because they knew that in the counter-attack they could do it and they did it, right? So, you know, I think that Barcelona can be kind of happy that they are bet in a better place than two months ago, but, uh, you know, they shouldn't... Uh, they shouldn't be too happy because there are many things to improve yet. The good thing is that uh, important strikers are returning to the team. Uh, when it comes to Athletic Club Bilbao, well, I'm telling you, I'm not happy. Uh, I think that, uh, yes, we beat Atletico de Madrid in the Super Cup, but at the same time, mm, we have lost, uh, I think, that four or five finals in the last uh, 13 years, and that is very difficult to take. So, yeah, uh, happiness is not the word that I would uh, use to, to express Athletic Club Bilbao um, feeling and probably the, the feeling at the camp of Athletic Club Bilbao. Uh, the game against Real Madrid, well, I think Real Madrid played with more professionalism. They were robust in defense and Athletic Club Bilbao uh, was competitive in a certain way, yes, but they never seemed to challenge Real Madrid for real. Uh, in this game, look, I think that Barcelona 
and Athletic Club Bilbao, they always offer good games, especially at San Mamés last season Barcelona. It was difficult for them to beat Athletic de Bilbao at San Mamés. It was very difficult for them uh, to do it. Uh, the last time in the cup uh, that Athletic and Barcelona played in a knockout round and not in a final, Athletic Club Bilbao beat Barcelona as well. Let's don't forget it uh, with a header from Iñaki Williams. So this game is normally, normally very contested. And after Lionel Messi departed, I think this game is going to be even more contested in the league. For example, this season they drew 1-1 at San Mamés. So for this game, uh, I find it difficult to back fully any of those, any of both teams because I believe that, it, as I said before, um, historically this game and especially in the last years this has been very contested. Barcelona to qualify, paying 161 is kind of a marginal win. Um, I could see that happening more than Athletic Club Bilbao qualifying. Just uh, because Barcelona is uh, getting back some top players like Ansu Fati or uh, Ferran Torres. But what I like here is the goals market. Maybe the over 2.5 goals is something that they could back here strongly uh, because normally these two teams produce very good games. So over 2.5 goals, 2.22, that would be my favorite bet here. Okay, we have the three games of Copa del Rey analyzed, and then we have uh, La Liga games also in this uh, midweek. It's the 22nd uh, match day starting on Tuesday. Betis, Alaves. Uh, Betis, they had a very harsh uh, Copa del Rey fixture against Sevilla in two days because that uh, terrible incident that we saw, but they won, so I'm sure they will be happy. They have to focus again in La Liga because they are winless in the last three and Alaves, they are still in the bottom three. Remember, they changed the manager and they were able to get two draws in the first two games against uh, top teams like Athletic and Real Sociedad. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it wasn't bad by Alaves, but here I'm going to back Betis because they need to get their act together. I'm sure that what happened in the cup is a booster for them. Uh, I didn't like it that uh, a fan uh, threw a plastic stick to Joan Jordan, but then I didn't like the reaction of anybody. Um, and I'm talking about the managers, Pellegrini and Lopetegui, and I am talking about some players, even Guardado was uh, uh, mimicking uh, Joan Jordan after the win against Sevilla and in a very nasty way. You don't expect that from a player who's going to turn 34 this year, like uh, Andres Guardado. Um, for this game, well, Alaves uh, has shown a little bit of an improvement yet. Uh, is it, yes, is it enough to, to beat Betis? I don't think so. I don't think so. Betis at home, they are uh, a decent side, a very good side, I would say. And Petis uh, also has the capacity to uh, score in any moment. Uh, this is something that has changed from uh, last season's Betis. This year, Betis is much better scoring, and in fact, they are the second best scoring in the league. Uh, they have scored 33 goals, the same goals as Atletico de Madrid, and as many goals as Villarreal. But Betis doesn't have like a proper, proper number nine that makes a difference. It's like a collective effort, uh, Fekir, Canales, Alex Moreno, Den Borja Iglesias, Julian José, all of them, they are very threatening. So for this game, I think that uh, I could back Betis uh, to win the game. Uh, for example, the halftime, full-time market is a bit speculative. I know that pays, that pays 235 and I like it. And uh, maybe you can go also for the Asian Handicap Corners because Betis is certainly going to attack much more than uh, Deportivo Alaves. Uh, if you go for the minus 2.5, that pays 199 and I like that odd quite a lot. Um, I'm not 
picking bet is winning because it's, uh, in my opinion, too marginal. It pays 154. But if you follow my logic and I say that the halftime full-time market is good uh, and I'm backing Betis to, to win and to come out as winner, you could also think about the first half win for Betis. That pays 212 and this is something that I really like here. The first time win for Betis, 212. First half win. Mm-hmm. Alaves, they are in the bottom three, one point away from Getafe. More trouble is Cadiz, they changed the manager. Now Sergio González is in charge and they qualified in the Copa del Rey in the penalties against Sporting. So the first good result for him. It will be a special game for sure for Sergio González because he was a Spanish player for many, many years. Also yeah. manager and Espanol, they are doing way better this season out of uh, la copa and it's kind of a strange now espanol alvaro because they were very good uh, playing at home and very bad away but their last victory was against valencia so don't i'm not sure what to expect here i don't think there will be many goals yeah uh, i think that this is a possibility uh, espanol is a little bit inconsistent and if you see the results i mean they are winning, losing, they are not drawing many games, they have drawn only five games uh, this season, that is not a lot. Uh, then away from home, Espanol has been very impressive, yeah. Um, I have to say that away from home they have won six games in total, which is uh, really good, that last win away. Um, no, sorry, uh, no, uh, away from home, they, they haven't won so many games, sorry. Uh, but, uh, you know, generally speaking, this is a team that, as I said before, they are a little bit, a little bit inconsistent, uh, irregular. I mean, I like the, the what they are offering in the pitch. I like the, the kind of uh, strikers they do have. And then uh, when it comes to scoring and conceding, they are quite balanced as well. However, uh, coming into this game, they are going to face a team with a new manager. Teams with new managers are a little bit unpredictable, but the team with a new manager playing at home, having won last game, well, maybe they got a little bit the upper hand here. Cadiz is not easy to play against. Uh, Cadiz is a team that needs to escape from relegation because right now they are four points away from relegation and they got a really bad goal difference. So maybe this is the game that Cadiz is uh, putting their eyes on, like this is the game when we have to get the result. So uh, I could pack something like the Asian Handicap Zero for Cadiz in the first half, you know, starting very strongly the game and uh, not losing the first half, basically. That pays 225 and it's a result that I I could back here strongly uh, because I like it very much. And when it comes to the odds or to the or to the goals market uh, well if you go to the total goals for example you said edu that uh, this could be a low scoring game well mm, maybe to get a good result for your money or a good return for your money you have to go to the under uh, two goals in the game that pays 198 it's a very generous return as well i could back that too but as i, as I said before new manager at cadiz asian handicap zero in the first half for them 225 for me only two goals scored in the last seven games for Cadiz, so they need to win, they need to score more goals if they want to be safe and play next season also in Primera. Then we have Celta Osasuna, two teams that are far from travel. And uh, I would say, no, Alvaro, that Celta is a better team. They have better players than Osasuna, but actually Osasuna, they are doing better in this season. After the victory against Cadiz, they broke a negative record of 10 winless games. Uh, Celta is very, very favorite for this game. 
yes, even though Celta at home is not that good. Uh, Celta at home, they have won only two games this season. They beat uh, Granada and they beat Espanol. And uh, then they didn't lose to Barcelona, for example, at home, which was impressive and all that. But um, but yeah, this is the kind of the kind of go- the game in which backing one team or another is not too easy either. But if you go to the odds themselves, well, if you back a double chance for Osasuna, uh, don't forget that Chimi Avila is back after he being sent off against Athletic de Bilbao. A double chance for Osasuna that pays 196. There is a certain good value in there, and then mm, you know. Their defenses are not perfect, uh, nor Celta, neither Osasuna. I mean, uh, they away from home, they normally they they concede they, they concede goals. Uh, Osasuna and Celta at home, more, they are scoring goals as well. And uh, I believe that uh, for this game, uh, probably the attacks is go- are going to impose themselves to the defenses. Uh, because uh, both teams they've got uh, good strikers. So, for example, I could like the over 1.5 goals in the second half. That is the best value I have found in this game. That pays 236. And uh, it's interesting considering that uh, Celta and Osasuna, as I said before, they've got like uh, deadly strikers. But the double chance for Osasuna is something that uh, caught my eye, and I tell you why. Because Osasuna has been much better on the road this season than away. And Celta uh, than, than at home, sorry. And Celta at home are not particularly convincing this season. So I'm gonna go for the double chance for Osasuna here. 196. Well, uh, Celta is the second worst team at home in exactly. La Liga. Betis got less points with five, only eight points for Celta playing at Balaidos uh, on Wednesday. We have a classic of La Liga, we have Valencia. Sevilla and Sevilla, they need the victory. Remember, if they win, they will be only two points behind the leaders, behind Real Madrid after that disappointment that we spoke in Copa del Rey. And Valencia, they made the job not flashy. Álvaro against Atlético Baleares in La Liga, they are coming from two consecutive defeats. Yes, they are coming uh, from two consecutive defeats. Then in the cup, they managed to correct the situation a little bit. They weren't as prolific as I saw, as I thought they were going to be. But yeah, uh, Valencia, this season they have been a little bit of hit and miss. Uh, right now, they are still in a decent position to try to qualify for Europe. Uh, 28 points and they are four points away from European places. But um, as I said before, they need to improve a little bit in the second half of the season uh, because otherwise uh, there will be a little bit of a disappointment taste in the season of Bordalas because a lot of expectations were put on the manager. Uh, when it comes to Sevilla, they lost to Betis in uh, the Copa del Rey and in the league they are coming second uh, into this game. Uh, they've got a game in hand and they know they have to win here, but uh, Sevilla away from home is a slightly, a slightly worse than at home this season, or at least that is the perception you get uh, for the way they are playing away from home. So for this game, this is a classic of La Liga, and um, you know, I think that uh, Sevilla won't find it easy here. Uh, Valencia knows that this is the opportunity as well to make a small statement uh, coming into the second half of the season as well. So I could go for both teams to score, thinking that Valencia at least are, go- are going to put a fight in this game. And that pays 198, and I love this one to the point that I'm going to keep it for the for the ACA as well. 
But if you go to who is going to win, who's going to lose, well, there is such a good value in Valencia winning 348 that I recommend you at least to consider that. I know that Sevilla this season, they have been quite uh, solid as well and uh, they have lost uh, two games only, but it's true that the games they have lost, they have been away. Um, so Valencia to win 348 is something that uh, you should consider, but if you think that this is too much, you can go to the Asian Handicap, for example, and the Asian Handicap plus 0.25 for Valencia, that pays 189, almost doubles up your bet, and that is a very interesting too. Basically, if they win, you win, and if they draw, you get half a lose. And I like that one particularly a lot because I think that this is slightly more conservative, but in the case of a draw of Valencia, at least you get a little bit of your money back, and that is always good. Great game, this one, Valencia-Sevilla, very important also for La Liga title. And the last one, Getafe-Granada, key for the relegation battle. Getafe, they are out, one point above the bottom three. They were defeated against Sevilla, but now Álvaro, they are playing at home and the improvement is being radical with Quique Sánchez-Flores. Uh, last five games, four victories, one draw, one goal conceded. Remember that they also beat Real Madrid, for instance, and Granada is an informed team, no defeats in the last seven, so I expect a good game here. Yeah, and I wouldn't have expected uh, Granada and Getafe to be so well at this stage of yeah. the competition. Uh, Getafe, uh, they are out of the relegation zone. Granada, they are comfortably sitting 13th on the table. And Granada are seven, seven points away from Alaves, who is 18th. So, yeah, uh, Granada, they have been doing very well lately. And they got a very impressive results, not only against uh, teams like Atletico de Madrid, who they beat 1-0, not only against Barcelona, that they drew against uh, one all, but also, for example, they beat Mallorca 4-1, you know? So they've been doing a very fine job and they have managed to be competitive in the thin and in the thick against the good teams and against the teams that you would say that they are their level. But I am so impressed by Getafe that them playing at home is something they have to back here. So I'm going to back Getafe to win that page 220 because uh, under Kike Sánchez Flores there has been an improvement. They are scoring more goals uh, because in the um, Getafe in the second half of the season they are looking like a finer team to me because defensively they are not considered so much lately. And uh, if you think that uh, you could go for something a little bit more conservative, again, uh, in the same way that in the game against Valencia and Sevilla, uh, I went for the 0.25 Asian handicap. In this case, I could go for the minus 0.25 Asian handicap for Getafe. That pays 184. And uh, yeah, again, basically, if they win, um, you will win. But if they draw, you get half a lose. And I like it a lot here as well. Then, Alvaro, this is all uh, for the midweek games. Uh, have you made an ACA with all these mixed games that we have? Yeah, very good games, actually. And I'm going to keep uh, two games from the Cup and two games from the League. Uh, so, the Asian Handicap minus one for Real Madrid, plus Barcelona to qualify, plus Valencia-Sevilla both teams to score, plus Asian Handicap corners minus 2.5 for Betis. All that together, gives you a total of 12.43 and uh, yeah that would be a, quite a good ACA I would say uh, don't forget that the games are going to be played on Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday so you will have to be across three days just to, to check all this well we we'll keep ourselves busy then this week yeah. Alvaro thank you and see you very soon thank you very much Edu it's been a pleasure 
These are Álvaro's tips for this new match day in La Liga and Copa del Rey. Remember, what do you think about his tips? Uh, Barcelona and Real Madrid will qualify in Copa del Rey. Let me know in the comment section. And don't forget also, if you enjoy our videos, press the like, subscribe and click on the bell to get notifications. And besides, remember also that we have a podcast for you. Thanks for watching and see you soon.